Take two. Two thousand four. Was that Thomas J? Yeah. yeah. That's just where he's like going through, just like cleaning guns. <laughs> <laughs> I hear it. <laughs> Ear splitting. I figured it was it was spinning fear. Punishment extravaganza. Yeah. I wasn't gonna do it through Bluetooth, and then I remembered he had the thumbs up. And welcome to Entertain This, a podcast about movies, TV shows, video games, and punishments. So much punishment. My name's Hayden. With me, I have Tam. Hi, Tam. What would your Punisher name be? I mean, Punisher. No. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> spanky. All right. Mitch, what would your punishment name be? Slappy. Skeletor. I don't know. Skeletor? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll get you next time, man. <laughs> Uh, I I'll be just the punished. You'll, you'll be toots. Yeah, there was like a. I'll be the victim. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm you've the been victim. bad. That's my superhero name, victim. <laughs> but I'll just do like the victim card for everything. Yeah. Help! Help! I'm being oppressed. <laughs> there was a blessed moment in this podcast where I went like six months without being punished, and I thought like I could not be touched. But then I realized just recently what you guys have done to change the game. You started doing things that I don't know about. Like, like what? Like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle trivia or Power Rangers trivia or blah, blah, blah trivia. You know, like. When it comes, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. When it You'll comes, really be upset next week. <laughs> when it comes, I, wait till <laughs> trivia because the it, question's going to be. <laughs> and you have to make the correct noise. If not, well, that's not, not for me. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, yeah, like when it's general movie trivia or surprisingly like movie soundtrack trivia, I dominate, you know. Will you today? We'll see. Oh my! So we we sh- we should pick stuff that he knows he's going to dominate in. Yeah. Why? Why would I do that? Why would we? Why would that we help podcast you? Podcast is about movies, TV shows, and video games. So I figured, like you know, just keep it plain Jane the entire time. I'll be, I'll be all right. Look, after months, it's getting well, what years of doing he trivia. Went, he went off We're of historical <laughs> RPG trivia, like <laughs> yeah, in the year of our Lord, nineteen eighty one. I'm just saying. What guy wrote a book that another guy thought that could be Look, a good text-based game if you, on a computer screen the size of a if small you toaster? Don't know who Gary Gygax is? That's a you problem. Okay? Gary Gygax sounds like a disease. It's like, oh, you got the Gygax, huh? Yeah. yeah, it was a disease, and we all have it. It's called RPGs. <laughs> All right, well, I ha- for this uh, Monday episode, I have uh, come up in some four punishments that I have to go through. Yeah, you do. Uh, it was a slog, but uh, let's start it off with social media first. Go ahead, Mitch. Well, you can go to entertainthispodcast.com, which will take you to our Facebook group and page. You also go to our Twitter, which is at this entertain or X, whatever you want to call it. X. Our Instagram, which is entertain.this. You have our TikTok and our YouTube, which is entertain this exclamation point. And then we're also on the Planet X Network by Pod Nation. Pod Nation. apps and TVs. Yeah. All right. So I got punished with Strays, 1991 horror classic. Unlucky Charms. I don't know what movie this 
Not videos. about breakfast cereal, yeah. I'm assuming. <laughs> and not about, well, it was about leprechauns, but I don't think it's in the same franchise. Yeah. It's it, leprechaun. It looked like a like a really bad like early morning sci-fi debut movie. Was it a puppet or an actual midget? We'll get into it, but then there's also uh the chairman of the board, a carrot top classic, and the baby. <laughs> the baby. Before you get into each one, which one was the best and which one was the worst? Uh, I really like Strays. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, that was mine. I like that. And then, and then the baby wasn't bad, but uh, chairman of the board was just, it just made me like, you know. Like, Cringe. Like your craw- skin was yeah. crawling just I, watching. I just like wanted to like just hide behind a pillow the whole time. It was just so miserable to watch that movie. And yeah, and then um, do people pay to go see Carrot Top? Does he still do like stand up? I got stats and stuff. So uh, and then um, the baby. Oh no, the the baby. (laughs) The baby. (laughs) And then uh, yeah, yeah, the baby. That that one was pretty good. Baby. So nobody puts baby in. Which one would you guys like to talk about first? Let's go. Let's start out with Strays. Strays. All right. Since you apparently like this movie, let's just get that out of the way and get into what made you uncomfortable. (laughs) The the nineteen ninety one horror classic. The, the, the reason, cutest here, horror movie. Before ever. you start, the reason I picked this movie is I typed in horrible cat movie. Yeah. And like it was just like a cart like a stuffed cat just like going <laughs> like looking at me and I was like, what like with these dead eyes and I was like, I don't know what this is, but that's the movie. So it's got a four point six out of ten on IMDB, which is, you know, pretty good. <laughs> pretty accurate. <laughs> um it stars uh, Tom Hanks's wife from Apollo 13 and a ginger man. Um, I can't remember his name. <laughs> Timothy Busfield. <laughs> <laughs> Busfield. Not a made-up name. Um, and, uh, you know, then... All right, so let me just go ahead and get into it. <laughs> yeah. I got notes. So it opens with random images that cannot be explained. 80s sa- synth soundtrack going on in the background. Uh, title card fillers, so you're, you know, like... They're flashing the names of who makes it mm-hmm. for 15 minutes. Which is <laughs> Who's responsible? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very dark and blurry. This is a YouTube rip, I'm sure, with VHS, so you can imagine what that was like. Mm. Um, and uh, it was a low-hanging POV camera shot where uh, I, I assume you're a cat just scurrying through the, the grass <laughs> and stuff like that. And for a brief moment, like you could tell like it was very uncomfortable for the cameraman because you see his bow leg come around the frame. <laughs> He's like, oh, God. <laughs> tripping on I'm going to pull something. <laughs> but our movie opens with a crazy cat lady who loves her billions of cats. And I say billions because more than five cats equals billions. It's <laughs> a lot of cats. It's a lot of cats. She keeps her cat food conveniently in a dank cellar where everything's creepy. And uh, far away from the... It's like you have to go outside the house and into the cellar, like one of those like little hatch things. Yeah. Mm. And uh, it doesn't have working lights conveniently. Uh, apparently, she cracks open one can and the billions of cats arrive. That's, yeah. all, that's, that's all it takes for her to feed. She puts it down and she just is like, eat up, pretties. And, you know, like they're all. Yeah. 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 <laughs> There's uh, in the background some crazy cat sound like, you know, <laughs> that like they're like aroused. Yeah. That was the best impression I've heard. Yeah. That was that was literally your best impression. I can do animal noises. Because uh, you can't do people. But it's it's like deep and guttural. It sounds like a dude giving birth, you know, and then whatever that is, 
Yeah. Whatever that is, it attacks the lady, and she dies. They don't explain it. She's just dead. So, cut two. Happy family moving into this new small town. Uh, Ginger nerd husband man uh, married up because his wife is drop dead way out of his league. You know, um, which is the Tom Hanks wife from Apollo 13. Her name is... I got so many notes here. Uh, Kathleen Quinlan. There you go. This is what she's famous for, this movie right here. Mm. Not Apollo Uh, 13. uh, He has... uh, a, a daughter in the back of the car, which looks nothing like him. I would be asking some questions, but anyway. looks more like the mailman every day. They uh, get to their new house, which is conveniently Crazy Cat Lady's you know, house. Of before, course. Before she expired. Um, they're definitely not helicopter parents because they just, like, push this toddler out of the car, and they're like, go scamper, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was like that time where, you know, you weren't really worried. Yeah, but about like, a lot of things. You could play outside without like your parents. Just and and there. what is it with movies in the '90s where they move into a house and they act like they've never seen it before? Like, who does that kind of research? Like, yeah, oh. they just saw like a newspaper posting that's like you know, three bedroom, two bath, <laughs> or like uh, someone goes and finds an apartment. It's just like a like a piece of copy paper with sharpie. It just says yeah. apartment and an arrow, and it's just on like a post. Yeah, they just, and so it just goes. Uh, and then like, you just boom, you have like this huge apartment right, for like nothing. Move on in, you know. Um, somebody's calling me. Go away. Um, <clears throat> so, anyways, uh, the camera stalks and watches this kid, you know, moving around and whatnot. Um, and the, the 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 couple goes into the house, and something's watching them. Dun dun dun. And it's about something's about to kick off and you all you automatically assume that these people are going to die but you can't because you still have an hour and 15 minutes to go in this movie. Damn. <laughs> so, uh the realtor arrives who happens to be the wife's sister and she is a little bit of a slut. Um <laughs> because the the husband who is a lawyer is representing her in her divorce case. Mm. And uh she's basically making her moves on him at the same at the same time. Yeah. In front of the other, in front of her sister, pretty much, yeah, mm. yeah. It's just you know shoehorn plot drama. Mm. Um, she does admit that there was a crazy cat lady that lived in this house before them who died, and they don't seem that phased by. That was the, that's that cat pee smell they were smelling yeah. when, they, when they bought yeah. the house. They're good. They're good. <laughs> it smells terrible. <laughs> you know, and it's the nineties. People died all the time in houses, and people just moved on in. Like Indian burial grounds, that's an upsell right there. <laughs> <laughs> Whole family axe murdered? Nah, man, I'm going to buy that house. <laughs> Amityville, we're talking about you. Um, and it, the husband's the only one who's hesitant to buy the house, but he's whipped by his drop-dead gorgeous wife, so he just does whatever she tells him to the do. The only one with common sense. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they move in. They have a dog. The dog is freaking the crap out for some reason, and they're just like, oh, Sparky, knock it off. <laughs> oh, you. <laughs> and he's like, ah. Uh, the husband keeps sneezing uh, and admits that he must be allergic to something around there. I wonder what it could be. <laughs> Squirrels. Uh, so their weed. Their phone's not working. They call the phone man and how'd they call him if the phone doesn't work? I don't know. <laughs> that was off camera. <laughs> Before cell phones, they did smoke signals. They wrote a letter. Yeah. But he shows up, and phones were weird back in the nineties because he has to like take a blue phone. And I'm sure older people who listen to this will be like, "Yeah, you idiots. That's how it worked back then." But he like gets this contraption out of his car, which is a phone. Mm-hmm. It's blue. And he, like, wires it up to the phone line, which happens to be in the cellar, and he's able to talk on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So why not just 
do that for the rest of the house. I don't know. I'm well, not, he was double checking. So they could only use the phone in the cellar? Yep. They didn't just run a cable to the house? They had a sort of working phone, but the phone man says that he's missing a part. Convenient. And he needs to come back. That um, sounds familiar. But, you know. I got to go to the cellar and call somebody. But the phone man is very no-nonsense. Like, the, the ginger dad tries to, like, cut jokes with him and stuff like that. But he can't be bothered because... Uh, he takes his work very seriously. He takes his work very seriously. He's a phone company man. And, he, and you know, like, the... The phone guy asks him where the main phone line is, and he's like, oh, it's in the cellar next to the bodies. <laughs> and the phone man just, like, glares at him, you know. <laughs> Have you been down there? <laughs> uh, he, he hasn't been down there. Someone made that joke once in 1978. <laughs> they weren't lying. <laughs> Apparently moving into the house means neglecting the hell out of the cellar because it looks like an Indiana Jones temple in there. There's, like, those fake cobwebs all oh, over like the, the place. <laughs> yeah, The obnoxious. Yes. And he's, like, walking through just, like, fighting, you know, imaginary bees and stuff. The, the like spider that. From But, like, they don't fall down or, like, they don't move. Yeah. It's just, like, <laughs> so, uh, The phone man hears a strange noise. It's his wow. duty. It's his duty as a nameless character to explore the creepy origins of said noise. He opens a cabinet door, and a rat jumps on him. The phone man finally shows some emotion. Uh. Yeah, well, it was more like that. He was like, He's screaming, <laughs> punching the air and stuff like that. Uh, anyway, back to Silly Dad is trying to show his dog how to go through the doggy door by himself going through the doggy door. Um, he, When the phone man comes out of the cellar, he sees the dad stuck in the doggy door, you know, like some re- really awkward comedy right there. Uh, he tells them to get a cat because all the rats eat, are eating the phone lines in mm-hmm. the basement. Of course the rats are. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you knew the ending of this movie, it wouldn't make sense. But anyways. <laughs> Did he go, help phone company, man, I'm stuck. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> help me, step phone man. Uh, they Brouch. they can't get a cat because Ginger Man is allergic to cats. There you go. That's like we needed to be told that at this point. Anyways, the family is on their way back from a, the rat killing store, and they like legit have like all these contraptions with like, you know, cross, razors, cross, and, like, guns, crossbones with little rat heads and stuff like that. You know, like they're on a rat vendetta. <laughs> um, and uh, when all of a sudden something hits their windshield, which isn't explained, I I tried to watch it two or three times. It was just some brown blur, and the husband. <laughs> The husband, like, reacts by, like, accelerating and swerving off the road like any rational human being would do. (laughs) (laughs) The car, like, almost tips end over end. And, uh, you know, they're like, is everybody okay? And he's got, like, a little cut on his head. But their, like, car is demolished. Like, you know, it's definitely a Hollywood crash scene, Mm -hmm. but they got plot armor. And then they get out of the car and they look off and there's a little kitty like scampering along. Like that's must have what hit their car. <laughs> What's the cat made out of granite? They don't explain. A it. super cat. Yeah. Uh, so they just kind of like leave their car and go home. Um, <laughs> that night they're back at home as if nothing happened and the dog is outside barking at their impending doom. You know, that's what you're led to believe. They continue they continue to be dumb white people and pretend that nothing is wrong. Husband keeps sneezing, is blaming it on the dirty country people. He legit was like says that it's like you know <laughs> these people around here don't know how to clean after themselves. Not like us from the Chicago, s- the city. <laughs> so. What city? They deserve to die. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyways, there's you know an abrasive relationship between the husband and the wife at this point, but he bribes her with jewelry for sex, and it works out. <laughs> 
Anyways, uh, the dog continues to bark at the dark outside during their sex scene, and he has to get up because something's prowling around here. <laughs> There's someone prowling around here. <laughs> Screw that dog. Yeah. Like, I'm not getting out of bed for that. <laughs> I'm busy. <laughs> uh so he goes, uh, whatever was prowling outside goes into the cellar, and yeah. <laughs> Again, the husband, who's a lawyer uh, for the wife's sister, realtor, slash realtor. <laughs> what? Because you know he's not going to pick him up. <laughs> I'll pick it up later. <laughs> you say that every time, I and do. you never do. He gets done with a page and just throws the paper. Out of the floor. I don't want it cluttering my <laughs> Anyways, so... Sister realtor works on her divorce with the husband. She greets uh, them with a heartwarming present and then makes out with him in front of his wife. Like, you know, and he's like, whoa. And then the wife's just like watching in the background. Like she didn't know the realtor didn't know that she was there. And it was just very awkward. They just like, we need drama now. (laughs) Make it happen. Kiss him. (laughs) So the wife at first acts like she doesn't care. I, I don't know. What kind of game this ginger dude has? But he's he's pulling it. He's he's <laughs> dripping in the riz. Yeah. Uh, eventually, the, the two sisters sort of fight about it without really talking about it because women. Mm-hmm. And um, th- anyways, the wife leaves her and gets angry and goes to the creepy attic to sulk. Then the phone guy comes back. Dun dun dun. At night. Uh, this is the day. Oh, he's a dedicated phone man. man. Time has gone on. It is. It is very like transcending like that like you're like what time of day is it now i don't really know what's going on <laughs> someone go by a window i need to know if it's daytime right uh the camera guy really wants you to know that he has a fishing pole in the back of his truck for some reason and because they like zoom in on it for and leave it there for like 15 seconds i don't know why <laughs> even to the end of the movie i really don't know why um but anyways you follow the uh, phone guy he goes back to the cellar uh to be watched by whatever the hell's watching a truck, uh, a tow truck guy shows up because he, I guess he thinks that the car that crashed would be at their house. Well, anyways, he tows the phone guy's truck. Yeah, and just takes off with it. That's the logic that I can make out of it with, with what loose writing was going on here. Um, the wife is setting up traps in the attic. She knows she notices a, a cat with kittens, you know, mewing off in the distance, and she's all cuted out by it, but um, yeah. Anyway, well, you're, you're saying this is the best one out of them. Yeah, I'm getting to the good okay. part yet. The, okay. fir- the first all right, hour, we'll, we'll, you know, pick up the pace. All right. The first, <laughs> hey, I got a, I got an hour to make this stuff stretch. We still have trivia. <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> uh, phone guy hears creepy man cat yells in the basement, and he sees a bunch of cats and is scared for some reason. I mean, if you saw like a herd of cats, I guess if it was in a creepy cellar, but if you saw a herd of cats, would you just be like, oh my god? I mean, I would be concerned. What are they gonna do to you? That's the whole point. You fight a cat. I mean, I have a cat. Yeah, they are nimble. Yeah. He they does. Are, they, he bites him all the I time. I know. We've heard him on the on the Xbox fight. He's going. It's not that traumatic though. Like this guy thought he was gonna die, which he did. But Would you want to fight like twenty cats? <laughs> he I, thought he was gonna die, which he did. I think. You know. I think if it was like life and death, I just start punting cats across the room, which was a viable option. But no, he just. Pinwheel arm swings and tell the cats all well, like three cats jump on him. The rest of them are just in the foreground taking up camera. It's like, going, what's going on? Yeah. So I just want to know how they got that many cats to just be in one place. The, the, the cats all jump on him when he reaches for the blue phone to try and call for help. <laughs> like they know, I guess, and he just dies. Like 
by the pressure of the cute little cat paws pushing on him. Or something. All 32 pounds <laughs> combined. The little toe being suffocated him. So, <laughs> and, that, that, and one was just going... Yeah. <laughs> slapping Swat him. him. And I'm thinking, like, well, did he get knocked out when he fell or something like that? No, he's dead. That's it. Okay. Dead phone guy. All right. Well, anyways, the mom shows kittens to her daughter, which is dumb because the dad's allergic. We'll get to that in a little bit. Anyway. Uh, don't trust me. That doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I cited... I don't know what this is, line's about. I must have... I must have mistyped. But anyways, more phone conversations with the lawyer about the divorce. Lawyer dad asked realtor sister if she ever cheated on her ex. Surprised she did. So now the divorce case is going to be a problem. But she's a victim, though. Mm. <laughs> she's playing mm. that victim card. Yeah. Because he never gave her enough attention. Mm. Um, he feels bad, hugs her, boom, wife walks in on him. Just like that. <sighs> Timing. Cats are in the cellar, all apparently listening to the main evil cat, which is like the mangy gray one. And then they got this cute gray cat, and they just like wetted it up. <laughs> it looks so pissed off. <laughs> you just look at this cute little furball. You're like, how am I supposed to be afraid of that thing? <laughs> I'm just picturing it sitting up on a box and all the other cats just sitting in lines. Yeah, they are. Straight lines watching him. Yeah, they're like, hear me, brothers. <laughs> Today we kill the humans. It sounds like Animal Farm Cat Edition. Yeah. Uh, wife cashes in on the I'm mad at you card by making him agree to keep the cats. So there you go. They keep fighting, though, but... Uh, because that skank kissed him. <laughs> anyway, mangy cat watches through a grate in the wall in the house. You know, so now it's like acquiring information or something. Like it's that. doing recon. <laughs> yeah. They're learning. When they wake up the next day, there's cat pee everywhere, like on the bed, on their pillow, by the where they slept. Like, I'm I'm a pretty cat's gone. <laughs> I, I'm I'm a pretty like heavy sleeper sometimes, you know? I don't know. I, I can't see a situation where a herd of cats could just tear up my house. I mean, if you're just sleeping and, and like, and then, like, you're just, like, slowly, like, getting, like, what, uh, from South Park, cheesing. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> just, <laughs> just spraying your they're, face. They're, they're all high now. Tripping balls. <laughs> they can't find a dog, but when they do, he was jumped by the cats. <laughs> He's all, like, laying in a pool of blood, just whimpering. <laughs> the cats got me. But, uh, Earn this. <laughs> So the the weirdest part of the movie is when they call the vet because I guess it's a small town and they have like a home service vet that just shows up to your house. Mm -hmm. And uh, the vet affirms that the cats they know about didn't tear up up the house or hurt the dog. It was other cats somehow. (laughs) Other cats. I don't know how he knows that, but... And then he says, it must be a feral cat because feral cats are evil cats. (laughs) That's his line. (laughs) You mean like... I don't know, like a bobcat? Is that an evil cat? <laughs> anyway. Cats that are not technically domesticated? They keep asking him questions, and he gets really, really angry at them and pulls a gun. <laughs> I told you the information you wanted! <laughs> it ends up being a snub-nosed water gun. <laughs> He's like, here, if you have to deal with cats, just hit them once or twice with this. But he expresses how cruel it is, because cats don't huh. like that. But he gives it to them anyways. Uh, anyways, the wife and all of her pee stained clothes, uh, uh, she starts washing all that. She calls her husband. Phone still isn't working. I don't know why she'd bother to try. She puts the toddler in her, uh, her little baby crib. Meanwhile, in the cellar, meowing. (laughs) So, the wife's cleaning the house, painting, whatever. She hears strange noises from the kid's room. She goes inside and sees an orgy of cats, like, on the kid's crib. 
You know, that was, like, the sort of creepiest part of the whole movie. But, like, they're just, like, circling around and stuff like that. And you're just kind of like, yeah. I mean, those cats could probably take a baby. Probably. But the baby wasn't in there. Apparently, she somehow got out of the crib and went into a closet. Um, but it's funny because, like, while she's looking for the, 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 the kid in the crib, she's just, like, taking cats. And <laughs> 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 it was like that. The sound effects are what made the movie the best. It was, it was like the Monty Python slapping the cat against the tree thing. <laughs> <laughs> just every other sh- so <laughs> when they step on the cat when they're dancing so, so <laughs> but uh she like throws one cat and like they do like a weird cutaway where like you see a fake cat paw like scratch your face <laughs> it's like a like way you know <gasps> proportionally large cat paw and then she's all cut up anyways this is the beginning of the end of the movie uh she finds her kid in the closet Mangy cat claw, uh, mangy great cat shows up and starts like orchestrating like the cat army to attack them, um, and uh, she's the cats start uh, shining their way through the door like their little cat paws are punching through the door like here's Johnny and stuff like that, <laughs> like literally <laughs> punching the door. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and she, so she takes like a a book uh, shelf, which is hollow on both sides. It's like two horizontal slats of wood embraces the door with it like that's going to keep the cats from punching holes into a wood you know apparently it worked though because plot device <laughs> the mangy cat starts prying open vents like in the wall and the cats start pouring in and whatnot she throws a pot of water at it and it scampers back off into the to the vent he's like <laughs> <laughs> yeah it hisses and she stuffs the vent full of pillows and sheets and whatnot <laughs> if you if you have to use a pillow to keep your killer at bay it might not be a killer i'm just saying <laughs> so she tries to call her husband again somehow this time it sort of gets through and then the husband's like i gotta go home and then, like, he's still in the, show. Like the middle of, like, a courtroom. Like. No, yeah, you, you feel like it's, like, like noon in the daytime. And he doesn't show up till like, 10 o'clock that night. He's either got a hell of a commute or he, <laughs> he was, got distracted on his way home. Um, anyways, so the hu- husband rushes home. He gets stuck in traffic for some reason. But the homewrecker, realtor, sister lady, is pissed up that he, like, blew her off for uh, his wife. Their, their case. <laughs> no, yeah, oh. for his wife. And, uh. So she she goes and somehow she beats him there, and she she <laughs> she goes inside yeah! and she's like you know Susan or whatever her sister's name is and she starts like walking around and she goes upstairs and cats like push her down <laughs> over the stair railing and she falls and breaks her neck. <laughs> yeah. How does that work? I don't know. <laughs> Was one of them just like on the landing and just looked and just went? <laughs> You're like the cat bow. Yeah, well, like they'll, they'll keep doing the thing where somebody off camera will toss a cat on you and you catch it like on your neck, but then you overreact. You're like, Wah! and you fall back 30 feet. And Were stuff. these real cats? Yeah. It was the 90s, man. You could do whatever you yeah, want. Yeah, PETA wasn't really. Uh... Yeah. So uh, she dies. Blah, blah, blah. The, the sister is like freaking out. And she's like, she knows that water like is. Uh, their kryptonite. Yeah, so she fills a bathtub of water, and then I don't, I don't know what stands in it. I, I don't know what her thought process is like. Maybe like, come like, get me, cat. She like <laughs> water at them as they like come by, or so, I don't know. But anyways, so uh, pillows start raining out from the vent. You know, the cats have figured a way. Like, uh, like every portrayal of a panic woman, she's trying to fill a glass of water, but she's like over freaking out and stuff like that because, you know, yeah, you see like. The damsel in distress in movies and stuff. I mean, they know just like like the hose, 
the ho- yeah, that, that's and just outside. Like, that's pretty much like a flamethrower. That's <laughs> outside. That might be miles away. It might as well be. So you know. useless. She walks around the dark uh, of her house because apparently the power's out all of a sudden. Like the cat's cut the power. <laughs> 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 just biting through that one of them finally broke through. Just like, <laughs> we'll be right back. Ever thought modern video games should be more interesting? At the Gaming Blender, we take randomized genres, mechanics, and make a new game every episode. I've added permadeath. We have a survival game of a hardcore simulation, which could be House Flipper, and with the permadeath of XCOM. Then that all has to be an action adventure. Yes. Ooh, dear. Yes. And sometimes it doesn't quite work. And you have, you have a construction off over the course of the of the narrative. A construction off. The <laughs> way the way we can do this is that we ditch your idea entirely. Entirely. Check out the Gaming Blender on all your favorite podcast platforms now. Uh, apparently, Mangy Cat wants to murder humans, but not at the expense of getting wet because she starts like squirting it and stuff like that, and <laughs> runs off. <laughs> so she makes it. You gotta draw a line somewhere. Yeah, that, that, I can't be getting wet. So she makes it to the foyer and runs outside. Uh, uh, but before she goes outside, she notices that cats are like everywhere. Where's the kid at the, during all this? She's just holding the kid. Yeah, she's holding okay. the kid now. So what? Like, does the cat show up wearing like a cat and Gordon's like the fisherman thing, like with the fish sticks? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, wet me now. <laughs> the, the slash things. Like, <laughs> sure. But like they're all like lining the room. They're in the chandelier and stuff like that. And she's just like, ah! you know, because cats. They didn't know. hear all the noise of them like setting up nah. <laughs> for that moment. No, nah, nah, they, they just were able to teleport or something. So she runs outside. Fortunately, uh, it's raining outside and cats don't want to get wet. So they don't go outside. They're just on the porch. Just like lucky. <laughs> the bathtub begins to overflow and the camera settles on a ducky floating in the bathtub for like 15 seconds. And I'm like, is that going to be an important plot device later? No. No, it's not. It's just a ducky. Just a ducky. I mean, if you have to set a camera on something for a little while, I guess that's it. Um, anyway, Lawyer Dag is still stuck in traffic. Mom leaves and locks her kid in a tool shed outside because, I don't know. Yeah, because, you know, they got to the house, but they can't get to that tool shed. Look, at shed. this point, is anyone going to think rationally? It's like I'm being attacked by a horde of cats. Yeah. Well, she, she decides that she's going to go and try and save her sister. Even though she's already This dead. is like Gremlins, the cat edition. Yeah, it was compared a lot to Gremlins Online. Anyway, Mangy One uh, breaks in and uh, attacks her daughter. Yeah, I think that's a, where, where I'm at. Anyways, she she discovers a leak. Uh, no, no, she attacks the mom and it, like by jumping on her. And she's just like fighting a cat mannequin <laughs> and slapping it and stuff like that. And it's like flailing around. It's like a scary movie. <laughs> but, slow fights and yeah, yeah it's a lot of motion and then it settles for her to figure out that there's a leak in the roof and for her to look at a mop and so she takes like the wooden handle of the mop and goes back and forth like like really slow and obvious so the audience <laughs> has time to catch up because we're all dumb people but the meanwhile the, the cat is still like screaming and, and you know little nails and stuff like that scratching and then finally she like punches a hole in the roof Water falls down. The cat scampers off again. Uh, Why don't she just go back outside in the rain? Well, I don't know. I guess she wanted to, to try and save her dead sister, but then the cat attacked her. So, it, yeah, th- th- we're not really worried. We're, we're more into the cute cats at this point. <laughs> so, finally, the dad comes home. He runs inside. Dies immediately. Uh, <laughs> he runs inside because uh, the when 
he gets there, the mom runs out and says that she can't find the daughter. She's got to be inside. So he goes inside. He finds that the daughter's like surrounded by like a horde of cats. And uh, Mangy One is in the middle, just like hissing at him. And then all, all the cats are meowing and pawing cutely at the air. <laughs> like someone's waving like the little thing on the string. They're just like, yeah, yeah. Uh, Mangy One attacks the dad as he runs into walls. Next, like the face hugger from Alien is like <laughs> trying to get on his face and stuff like that. Um, he chunks the cat out of the window. And it was like, <laughs> it's like through the glass. <laughs> That's like the funniest sound. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, uh, it comes like immediately back from some other. Well, was there a trampoline? <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> and uh, tries to to like like it jumps on him again and tries to like lick his ear. <laughs> I'm like yeah, Barney's like no. Nah. <laughs> Uh, anyways, you bested me in combat, human. <laughs> he slams it in a microwave, he, and he tries to activate it, but the microwave's not working. Oh, the cat's <laughs> cut the power. So the microwave <laughs> uh, 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 explodes, like open, and the cat comes flying out on fire, like a rag doll at him. <laughs> and uh, through a beanie baby, he him. sees the water pistol. Yeah, pretty much. It's, there's a lot of that. He sees <laughs> the water pistol, shoots the cat, but now the cat is so mad. It doesn't even care that's what anymore. Yeah. Anyways, At this point, that cat should be soaked. He takes out some freight electrical wires and electrocutes the cat. <laughs> it goes... <laughs> <laughs> Just hear like, the, the rhythmic cat screaming while he's like shaking it with his hand. Remember like Men in Black where... Uh, oh, the Tommy <laughs> That's what it seems. And, like, people just walk by. Oh, it's just like he owes him money. <laughs> <laughs> but it was supposed to be like the climatic epic hero moment. And it's just this dude just killing a cat. This dude just shaking a stuffed animal. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot to mention, like, 18 hours ago, the lady called for cops. Well, now they show up. Um, and the dad comes, like, limping out of the house with his, like, torn shirt and blood and stuff like that. And they ha- he has got this, like, hero dad moment. And... They uh they you know save a day and they they move they move away, but the movie ends with a new couple moving into the house. But the cats are gone, right? Well, there's a little kitten hiding under the porch, and then right before the movie cuts, he goes meow. <laughs> <laughs> what an adventure! Yeah. you took me on. Thank you, thank you. All right, Leprechaun, the baby, or uh, Chairman of the Board. I'll try and go through these faster. I really want to talk about strays because that was well, a great. Go in order the ones you thought was from strays down to the worst. <sighs> All right, the baby. Actually, like, right, baby. So this is an HBO show, and I watched one episode because that's how, how much access I had to HBO. But it was an hour long. So. What? Yeah. No, this was a uh, 1973 movie. Well, I researched it <laughs> extensively, and this is the only thing I could find. Oh, okay. So not only did you not do the punishment, <laughs> you just watched some other nonsense. You're going to regale us with. I thought that's what we were talking about. I really did. You didn't say 1973 in the message, Mitch. I sent you the picture of it, though. Did you? Yeah. Oh. Ah. Hang on. What will we fact check? Well, anyways, I'm going to talk about this anyways. <laughs> so this is like a British show, um, and it's about these three. Well, it starts off with the, these three girls who are friends, and one of them has just recently had a baby. And the other two, like, one of them's pregnant, and, the like, the party girl who's the main character, like, thinks that babies are gross, and she's jealous because their friends are all moving along. Mm-hmm. And she asks, like, a really mean question, like, how much better is your w- life now that you have a baby? 
and like you know they just had one so like or she just had one so she's like you know it's obviously tough because she's not sleeping and whatnot Mm -hmm. so they basically like are fighting and she realizes that she's a you know what and uh decides that she needs to go do some soul searching so meanwhile uh there's a woman who is running away from cops holding a baby Mm. the cops are chasing her armed with flashlights and a megaphone well this is england so yeah they don't have guns (laughs) Uh, you come back here. Oh, damn, they got me. <laughs> the woman comes to a cliff, and she puts the baby down and jumps off the cliff. I don't know why. But then the, the baby starts crawling to the edge of the cliff, and, like, one of the cops runs and lunges for the baby and misses. So the baby falls off the cliff. Back to the lady that was... That's uh, terrible. Yeah. Back to the lady that's going on, like, her, like, soul-searching escapade. Uh, she, like, decides to go stay out in a shack, you know, out by, like... The, the sea, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, the backdraft, the backdrop for this shack is a cliff. And so she's like watching her show, gets bored, goes outside, smokes a cigarette. She's smoking all the time, by the way. Um, she goes outside, smokes a cigarette, and like as soon as she lights up, <laughs> there's like a body drops right next to her. And she, lo- she looks up, and then a baby like falls into her arms. So she oh, she catches and saves the baby. She, she, she saves the baby. Um, so the rest of the show is like, she calls the cops, the cops show up and they're like, yeah, sorry, that one got away from us. And, she, and they're like, you know, good luck with the baby. And she's like, I don't want the baby. Take the baby. It's not my, my kid. And so the cops are like, all right, you're making us do this. So they take the baby. <laughs> That's the most believable thing. <laughs> the cops is like, well, good luck with that. Yeah. <laughs> it's just Pretty like, much. We, we're not calling defects. We don't want to <laughs> deal with this. <laughs> you have any idea how hard it is to get them on the phone? <laughs> well, I should have just left it with her because, like, the second they drive off, they crash or a boulder falls on top of the car and crushes them and kills them. And so, like, the only survivor is the baby in the car. And so she gets the baby out, and she's, like, covered in blood at this point. This is, like, the luckiest. Yeah. Well, it's, it's obviously something supernatural is going on here. So she, like, gets in her car, and she drives back to town because she calls the cops, and they're like, yeah, we're not sending any more people out there, so you have to come to us. Bring the baby to us. <laughs> so she goes into town, and uh, she stops to get gas, and she, uh, like, the gas station clerk's, like, a really nice old man. So she's like, here, watch this baby. While I go to the bathroom. You can't just give that responsibility to people. <laughs> so she sneaks out the bathroom window <laughs> to leave it. And she's trying to start her car when, like, she hears, like, a commotion inside. And she goes inside. This dude's dead with blood all over the floor. And the baby's just, like, giggling at her. And she's, like, gorked out of her mind now from all the trauma. So she just picks up the baby and then drives to the police station. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, that's pretty much the entirety of the episode. So she, she, but she starts to actually start to care for the baby, and um, you know the the cops are and like the like the children's lead squad constable investigator whatever English terminology is is like you know questioning her with the baby and like how all these people died and so she's like a murder suspect at this point, so but she she tries to leave it with the cops and they won't let her go, kind of thing, and that's that's the end of the first episode. We'll be right back. Did you know that you can change what you taste by what you hear? How can you use sound to make a deeper connection with your clients? Can we be healed with sound? Sound influences people in their buying decisions and their daily lives. 
In the podcast Audio Branding, I explore all of this, both with my own observations as a voice actor of over 15 years and by interviewing knowledgeable professionals in the field of advertising, marketing, music, and science. To have a listen for yourself, visit audiobrandingpodcast.com. Yeah, the baby was supposed to be a social worker still reeling from the loss of her architect husband investigates the eccentric psychedelic Wadsworth family consisting of a mother, two daughters, and an adult son with the apparent mental capacity of an infant. A well, 1973 film. Whoops. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, I'm more interested in the show. <laughs> you watch more and come back. Watch more and report back to us. I, I need to get HBO. So. Mitch, give me your HBO login. <laughs> and, give, and give me it, it again because it logged me up. All right. Um, it's a toss-up, but I think I'm going to read Leprechaun next. The <laughs> chairman of the board was that bad. All right. Uh, le- I think it's just called Unlucky Charms. Yeah. And the thing that pissed me off the most about this is that there's no subtitles. <sighs> is it a dubbed movie? No, it was English, but I couldn't understand what they're saying because the audio sucked. Wow. There's no subtitles. Yes. <laughs> So, for some reason, it opens up with this, like, horrendous green screen background. Like, it's very comp. There's over-the-top sepia tone colors of, like, this... I, I, you feel like you're in, like, what an... What was app. this made? Does it, does it say? I don't know. Okay. I'll explain sepia tone in case nobody knows what It's, that like, means. the color contrasts are out of whack. Like... Uh, Everything looks slightly more vibrant than it's really supposed to be. But, like, bushes are purple. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I guess, like, you're... Feeling like you're in the afterlife or something? I don't know. Anyways, there's this like acne-ridden leprechaun sitting on a bench talking to a little girl who's watching kids play in a playground. Anyways, that's not what the movie's about. Um, so it, then the you cut to a. Uh, Did you get it? Or I don't know. Then the the gross acne le- the gross acne leprechaun is now talking to even grosser leprechauns in like a leprechaun council, and they're all looking the council of cons. Yeah, they're all looking at this puddle, uh, and are basically working really hard to try and be menacing and pull off their party city costumes. So there you go, good job, Tom. Uh, decent title card sequence, hallmark level music, like just. You know, keyboard soundtrack kind of thing. So those two guys they have on retention to play the keyboard and the acoustic guitar. Yeah, the, the title card sequence. They push all the actors' names like with so and so and so and so. And like, guess who else we got? That guy. Yeah, and you're like, I don't know who because he wasn't before. doing anything today. All this dramatic buildup for people you've never heard of. So, uh, yeah, Charles Band was the writer, producer, director. So. Yeah, I'll get to all that in a minute. This stop, is stop showing him pictures. What is this? This is the movie he's talking about. Yeah, so it's, it, it's like uh, who's the the director guy that you freak out about because he does everything in his own movies, you know, with the cell phones and stuff like that. Oh, Neil Breen. Yeah, yeah. Charles Band, I think is he did like. I mean, the, I hate Neil Breen, but I also yeah. <laughs> it's also just so funny. Yeah, so Charles Band made this movie essentially. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Um, it starts off with snobby Hollywood people looking at skimpy girls in lingerie, and you're like, where did this come from? What's the point of this? And uh, there's a dude that looks like discount Aaron Eckhart. He just sits there and insults the models um, and causes them to do, like, a, a, a like he gets them to start infighting, and they do, like, a lazy pretty girl push slap fight. And like, yeah, you stop. <laughs> you stop. Um, Pillows! 
the lady of the Hollywood snobs, her I call her Madame Snobby because I can't, I couldn't. They never gave you names. You're just they're just people talking, mm-hmm. and I'm like, whatever, Madame Snobby. Um, she gets angry that they're fighting, and she gets like a whip and starts smacking them on the butt, <laughs> and that like disciplines them to to be behave. And they're like, ooh, yeah. She then brags about how good she is and tells them that if they want to be like her, I don't know. She kept bragging about herself. Got to get on your knees and. <laughs> no, she just kept talking about how great she is at that point. Uh, then they talk about like there's like a challenge. They all have to do a challenge. I guess they're like competing for some like a, a to win something, a model. They're award? in some sort of tournament. I don't know. <laughs> so they're really into this like challenge. Model combat. The the pretty underwear models continue to overuse profanity at each other in a very on the nose way. Like nobody would talk that like that even in a um, a Quentin Tarantino film. <laughs> With Samuel uh, Jackson. <laughs> yeah, right. The third snobby Hollywood douche guy. I'm just going to call him douche because I can't. Douche number three. Yeah. So he makes them clean the bathroom like they're slaves at this point. Uh, they whine, but discount air net guard offers to have sex with them, and they all calm down. <laughs> <laughs> all right, ladies, look. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll whip it out for you. All right. All right. Everybody happy? All right, good. The girls at this point pair up, and they continue to demand who's the prettiest. You know, it's, it's a very stupid movie. Uh, the not so prettiest prettiest one thinks that she's the the she sees the douche guy go into a room and is weirded out by it. Turns out the douche guy turned into a leprechaun, <gasps> a cyclops leprechaun, <gasps> and he's just got this giant eye and he's just got this mouth that's like a normal human mouth and it just goes <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> he doesn't say any real words. <laughs> Pretty much, like, he does talk like for some reason at the end of the movie, but the whole time you're thinking that he can't talk. It can all be over. Just walk away. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he spies on the people while the other leprechauns see through his eye, and they're debating something. I don't know if humans are worthy or whatever. I don't know. Anyway, there's another model. Uh, we'll call her Botox Tattoo Asian model. She gives, uh, all right. She gives white, uh, some random white girl. Uh, we'll call her Afraid of Fat White Girl because that's her big shtick. She's afraid of being fat and fat girl, but she gives her crap because she's not Asian. Uh, and then in a, a new model. We're going to call her Becky because she's a you-know-what. <laughs> it gives the other models crap. They continue to be unrealistically mean and stupid to each other. That takes about 15 minutes. It's now full dark and it, with the moon, full moon. You know, like they can't see and stuff like that, but there's a full moon, whatever. Um, for some reason, like you're starting to actually see where they're at. It's a house, maybe, a mansion. I don't know what all these people. I thought they were like, in a studio, but now they're like, all living together. It's like Big Brother or something? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. The girls are slinking around the dark while Acne Leprechaun spies on them. Cyclops uh, joins and pervs out on the, all the models. He just is like, I'll cough in the background. Uh, the girls are continuing to model off to the three douches who are ar- gauging their smiles. And the good girl, who's like the main heroine, you know, she uh, she gets put down by the douches, but Ac- oh. Acne Leprechaun really <coughs> likes her because she's got a good soul. She's got spunk. Botox Asian model wins whatever the hell's going on, and uh, discount Aaron Eckhart asks Botox Asian if she can visit him in, in his room tonight. Yeah. Good girl goes and scrubs the toilet. <laughs> the madame looks into her mirror and suffers from horrible computer-generated aging and spray gray hair dye. So... <gasps> First, and it was, like, awful. Like, you could probably just, with no knowledge, computer-generate something better than what it was on that screen. <laughs> she finds 
the magical charms. Finally, like a, a third into this movie, we know what these charms are, and she pricks her finger on them, and then more CG weird stuff happens, and she gets young. Um, yeah, she starts like kissing the charms and getting like really weird about it. Blonde bimbo model, a new one, starts talking to the camera now. She says racist stuff and then kisses the camera. Don't worry, she's about to die. Douchey Hollywood guy eats a carrot in like the gayest way possible. Like they were way overplaying that. He was, he was like offensive. Like no one eats <laughs> yeah. carrots like that. Yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, he gave it the full. <laughs> acne goes to the to to the to the bimbo and con- mm-hmm. confronts her. Uh, he tell her tells her that she's in, insecure because she was fat as a kid. This is the girl that's afraid of being fat. Mm. She's upset, but not weirded out by him, and he magically makes her fat. Then she dies. <laughs> because she became fat. I don't know. The sudden onset of diabetes just took her out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then her like little soul flies out, and then the madame eats it. <sighs> okay. Right. Yeah. All right. Another blonde bimbo walks around in the dark. Cyclops stalks her. Discount Aaron Eckert grabs her, and they start sexing. <laughs> Becky... <laughs> Becky gives the good girl crap for cleaning the bathroom, and they all. But at this point, I realized that they all have like typical white girl tattoos, like music notes behind the ear or an infinity symbol in some random part of their body. And you could tell like those were those actors' decisions in real life, like, not, <laughs> not, not not makeup. That, that, that was not just like a bic pen, yeah. and like they were just like, "Here, we're just gonna do this for the movie." She's right. like, "No, you showed up with that." I got drunk in Alabama one time, and I saw this tattoo. Uh, anyways, so. New blonde bimbo finds out that she's sexing the Cyclops the whole time. It's just laying there going. <laughs> <laughs> the real discount Aaron Eckhart. Uh, shoot. <laughs> I'm trying to write this as entertainingly as possible. You're doing a good job so far. Uh, the real Aaron Eckhart shows up and then the, the Cyclops guy shoots a green light out of himself and they all forget what happened and then he disappears. Yep, mm. like it never happened. Uh, finally, they show you like where they're at, and it's in New York. So yeah, well, <laughs> that's just that's just a Tuesday. Uh, they cut to they're all like over the top model posing for a photographer, and that was a unnecessary scene. They didn't even do like what the blue steel. No, well, they're not like the the Asian lady's got so much Botox, her face is like perpetually frozen in that <laughs> like, weird kissy face. So, yeah, uh, Hollywood douche criticizes the Asian lady for not being natural enough in her posing, which I don't know how you look natural while you're posing for a photo, you know. Like this. Becky gives Sloot blonde bimbo crap for not being in her room (laughs) last night and then accuses her and good girl of being lesbian lovers, and they're just like, nah. Um, Hollywood douche gives them crap for eating because, you know. Yeah. You need food? <laughs> I don't know. He doesn't want him to get fat. Uh, meanwhile, nobody seems to care that like girls are missing at this point. <laughs> Madame Douche continues to check herself out when she's assaulted by more, by more aging CG. The ugly leprechaun council mumbles something ominous, and acne leprechaun is sad that he killed the OG blonde bimbo, but explains that he thought she had the charms. That's apparently what they're after. The charms. The Me lucky charms. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, everyone now seems to care about uh, th- that one blonde bimbo that's died and is missing, and they review the cameras, and she mysteriously disappears to ominous accordion music. It was very, like, like 
<laughs> Ominous accordion yeah. music. <laughs> just imagine a, just a guy going to town. And like, it's like just Weird Al and like Hawaii going. Dun, 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 dun. It's like gone. <laughs> Pretty much. I was yeah. I, I still don't really know what's going on in this movie. Uh, Becky is glad because she's a you know what and that some competition is gone. Mm. Yeah. The girls have another challenge. They have to find a golden egg. Mm. I don't know what that has to do with modeling, but they have to do it. And Madame Douche is very angry because she's old and yells at everyone. Sloot, blonde bimbo. <laughs> is <laughs> She's angry because she's uh, uh, she, she searches in a spoon drawer for and can't find the egg. Um, you can put the egg in the spoon drawer. She shamelessly, like while searching, sticks her skimpy butt into the camera. Yeah, there, there's like gratuitous nudity. Ugh. <laughs> uh, Madame Douche does more charm stuff, and then uh, the other girls are searching each other's laundry, fridges, under a lamp for eggs and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> flat, flat surface. Just going like, no, it's not right. there. <laughs> Sloop Blonde Bimbo finds the egg in a bowl of grapes, and she's accosted by the remaining ugly leprechauns. Cue poorly rehearsed scream. <laughs> <laughs> Bad, VSX, bad visual effects shoot out of the leprechaun's fingers and sloop blonde bimbo collapses. Acne, leprechaun, stalks Madame Douche and magically breaks into her room because he's magically delicious. Becky kicks the good girl out of the room and she, that, that she's looking in, and then they somehow become friends out of this little altercation. Hollywood Douche is mad because they couldn't find the egg. They all wonder what happened to, sl- to sloop bimbo. Discount Aaron Eckhart tries to act like he's not interested because he's been boning her the entire time. They all just kind of give up and whatever. They just move on. The, like the writer was just like, I don't know what to do at this point. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, more lingerie uh, posing and shameless sex exploitation shots. Blah blah blah. Let me just skip to the end. So, uh, everybody's dead except for good girl Becky and uh, the the Asian Botox lady. Um, you find out that the uh, madame, whoever, the, the douche lady, uh, has been, like, stealing their souls to stay young forever, and then the leprechauns, like, rebel and scream, and then she dies. And then... <laughs> She's going to go, ah! She goes, oh, God. Pretty much. Oh. And then they were going to kill Good Girl, but she s- says something in, like, Celtic, and they're like, she's one of the ancient ones. She, she's the chosen one. Yeah, <laughs> and they, like, give her the lucky charms, and she gets to live forever. Day end. Ugh. All right. I still have the worst movie to go through. This one I... I was like, where's your notes? Uh, this one I had to watch. All over the floor. <laughs> this one I had to watch, like, over pieces because it was so bad. And um, I, I just couldn't. I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hayden forgot how to English. Yeah. Uh, so, chairman of the board, a carrot top classic. By the way, if you ever get a chance to Google what Carrot Top looks like nowadays, don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> he's looking pretty rough. It's nightmare fuel. It's like his body. Well, now you got to show us. Uh, all right. I've seen. You can just show Mitch. His body, he's gotten shredded. But, like, he, uh, I don't know, for some reason. I don't know. Just Google it, Mitch. Busy. <laughs> but his face is, like, just, like, deflated Botox. You know, there's a lot of Botox. In and his eyebrows are, like. Sharpied onto yeah. his face. All right, so I'm just gonna do a quick down and dirty because I hate this movie so much. Um, this was a 1998 98 movie, wow. yeah, and it had Raquel Welch in it. 
Oh, I know, right? It's poor Raquel. Um, it had Jack Warden, M. Emmett Walsh, Mr. O'Clark, Larry Miller. This was a seven million dollar movie, and it made three hundred six thousand dollars in the box office. Oof. Yep. So Carrot Top plays a character named Edison. By the way, do you know what Carrot Top's real name is? It's like Thompson Clark. <laughs> I was about to say. You just saw a picture. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say Marvin J. Picklestone. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> just really a plain Jane. It's like Marilyn Manson's real name. Um, all right, so Edison is a poor failed inventor and a surf bum who has spent his rent money and other uh, on another unsuccessful invention. Uh, George Costanza's mom in, in Seinfeld? Yeah. Uh, she's her, like their landlord. and she's got, Oh, is she? Yeah. And she's got like the the smoker thing where she has oh, to talk in the robot. Voice. That's such a shame because her voice is so grating. Well, when you, she does, you it. can still hear it, but you know, yeah. And so she's like going to kick him out. <laughs> he likes the bananas. <laughs> have him on the side. Well, anyways, he like they have like twenty four hours to figure out to pay rent, and him is he just ignores his two bum friends and just goes off to surf. <laughs> They're all surfers. I don't know. It's California. Um, and he runs into an old guy who's stuck on the side of the road and fixes his car by, like, dismantling it and putting it back together. It, it's not a serious movie. It's like this guy saw Jim Carrey movies, like the over-the-top kind of Looney Tunes slapstick comedy, mm-hmm. but, like, did it, good at it? did it the worst <laughs> way possible. Like, he's just <laughs> awful. Like, Carrot Top should not exist. <laughs> yes. Anyway, so I mean, probably the vast majority of the world would probably agree with right, that. Right, right. And, and I mean, he's just like his facial animate. Like, like Jim Carrey kind of has like a way to pull it off. Yeah, his does. face is like made out of silly putty. Well, Jim Carrey just makes all kinds of faces. This is his big old bushy hair and his frog lips and stuff like that in this movie. You're just like, this is the grossest looking dude. And that's before all the Botox. Anyway. <laughs> So the, the dude that he helps on the side of the road ends up being, like, this famous inventor that has a company. The majority of the movie is him, like, being goofy and, like, you know, radical in his new company with all these sticklers that, you know. You don't play by the rules. Right, and then he wins them over. It's got the dude from um, uh, Beetlejuice, the realtor guy. He gets the shrimp thing on his face. Mm-hmm. He's, he's in there. Oh, anyways. Yeah, he's in there. It's got the old guy from uh, Home Alone that where, where the Kevin's mom like the shoveler killer guy. No, no, no. The, you remember where Kevin's mom's trying to like pedal her earrings to get airplane yeah. tickets back, and like the old guy's like, nah, uh, I don't want time for the. He's in there. Oh, uh, okay. And it, his bit was the only part that I actually laughed in the whole movie. And it's, they're sitting there like <laughs> around in a council of old geezers that are running the company, and Carrot Top walks in as their new CEO, and everybody just looks at him. And that old guy's like, what the hell is that? (laughs) (laughs) That was the the one part where I just laughed. Because that's what I was thinking the whole time. Like, what the? (laughs) (laughs) So uh, the rest of the movie is like the the girl who helps run the company. They fall in love and is just awkward. And he ends up being like the world's best inventor. And they all live happily ever after. Don't watch this movie. You've been warned. (laughs) One, one out of ten. Mm. <laughs> hey, right. leaving us a brisk two minutes for trivia. Four punishments. 
<laughs> Do we just continue on, Mitch? Yes. Let's go. Yeah. Give me the pen and give me one of those pieces of paper you yeeted onto my floor. There you go. Oh, yeah. I really wanted to talk about Straits because I like the movie a lot. <laughs> I'm glad you enjoyed it. <laughs> I didn't know it was going to be such a cultural phenomenon for you. I want to play a game. Cute little cat paws. Did you like just like hug your cat or just stare at him like menacingly? My cat wouldn't let me hug it. <laughs> <laughs> your, cat, your cat just listens. You just go. You just get to feed me. Yeah, my cat is mobile decoration. So. <laughs> oh, I need a buzzer. <laughs> I'm gonna say, let's just keep going. <laughs> See if you can't buzzer. There's nothing you do. Okay. Da, 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 da. There you go. <laughs> I was gonna say a word if you didn't have a buzzer when you asked the first mm. question. Well, that doesn't help out. I know that one. I know that one. Yeah, I like how it just keeps playing. I hit pause in my... I know that one! And it just keeps going. <laughs> well, at least that was like middle of the road questions. Uh, okay. So, these are songs written specifically for a movie. These songs didn't exist and were featured in a soundtrack already. This is all... This movie was being made and they needed this song. Yeah. This is 30 questions you can earn... Up to three points per question. Oh. If you can tell me the name of the song, uh-huh. the movie, oh. and the person who is singing and or performing. Oh. Oh. <laughs> now, if you get one but what, right. But what if they're... Okay, never mind. <laughs> let's say if you get a song correct, Mitch, and then you get the movie wrong, nice. you still get a point because you got the song right, but Hayden can jump in. And if you get the song right and then the movie right, you can go for the artist. Yeah, Mitch. So you can stack up the three points. Okay. Uh, you ready? I'm ready. Mitch, are you ready? <laughs> sure. Matty. Yeah, turn that. Let's turn that down just a little bit. I heard the. Oh yeah, Goldfinger. That is the name of the song, Mitch. That is one point in the movie Goldfinger. That is two points. <laughs> I don't know who sings it. <laughs> ah, Hayden, do you know who sings Goldfinger? Um, nope. Mitch, no, no, no guesses. Nope. That is Shirley Bassett. Ah, I should have known that because I I went through like the first Google search and I just started listening. That to that one songs. popped up quite a bit. <laughs> Question two. Which casting the Sundance Kid? No. That's not the movie? No. Oh. MASH. That is from the movie MASH, Hayden. That's one point. Oh, I didn't realize MASH had a movie. Yeah. Oh. And is it not called MASH? Well, no, the name of the song is not MASH. Okay, I don't know. You got the movie. Over to Mitch. I don't know. I have no idea. Artist. Um, Buzzing if you know. Nope. I don't know. The name of the song is Suicide is Painless. Hmm. And that was Johnny Mandel. Well, Suicide... Probably not painless. Depends on how you do it. Nah. Question number three. I think I heard Hayden. Staying Alive. That is the song Staying Alive, Hayden. You got a point? Name of the movie. Staying Alive. No. Saturday Night Fever. Yes. Actually, if you Google the movie, Staying Alive, directed by Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, but we're not talking about that's that. That's what the movie came from. No, Staying Alive was written for Saturday Night Fever. What, what year did that Saturday Night Fever come out? Like 1977. Oh, right. <laughs> so Mitch gets the point for Saturday Night Fever. And artist Mitch. I don't know. Come on. I don't remember. 
The Bee Gees. Yes, it oh. is the Bee Gees. I couldn't, I couldn't remember. <laughs> Tied up. 3-3. Three, three. Ghostbusters. That is Ghostbusters. Darn it. For, for Ghostbusters. For Ghostbusters. And is it Ray Parker? Yes. Okay. Wow. Uh, uh, that was on the list of one of the ones I looked up and was listening Mitch to. on an ace. <laughs> well done. Well done. I want to say it was, I was about to say Ray Charles. I was like, that's not Ray Charles. Ray Charles. <laughs> no, I think it's strange. <laughs> 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 Write a song about ghosts. I can't see ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> Neither can we. Because they're not real. Next question. Eye of the Tiger? No, not Eye of the Tiger. I was just trying to get it for that first beat. Chariots of Fire. Nope. Ah. Uh, the Power of Love. Not The Power of Love. Darn it. I've heard the song about the name or the. You've movie. both seen the movie. Blues Brothers? Nope. This one is the, that was the best hint that this song could have given you. Doctor Strange Love? Nope. Uh, I'm just saying Doctor. So. Will they get it? I think this will give you a hint in a second. Back in time. Back in time. Where's Back in Time? From a movie called Back in Time? No. Back to the Future? Yes, it is from Back <laughs> to the Future. <laughs> Do you know who sings it? Huey Lewis? It is Huey Lewis. Yeah. I w- I'll give it to you because it's Huey Lewis and the news, but... I don't remember that. I don't remember that song from, that, from the movie. That was the first song that he did for, um, or no, he did Power Love yeah, for Back the to the Future. Is that the one he's playing on and, stage? Because they want, yeah, they okay. want, and Huey Lewis is in the movie. He's like, you're just too loud. Okay. And then they wanted him to do a second one, and he wrote Back in Time. And okay. that's the song at the ending credits. My money is on Mitch for this question. Which sounds exactly like. Hayden. Titanic. What? He got you. Titanic and My Heart Will Go On by Celine Dion. That is a three I don't know how he got me, but okay. (laughs) (laughs) Is is it playing? It is. No. Mitch. Dirty Dancing. That is the movie. Uh, Time of Our Lives. No. No. Okay. Over to Hayden, though. Would you like to hear more of the song while we wait? Oh, it all to you? No. That's not. No. I'll play more. This way we fall. That's where it's the truth. And I'm I 
I've had the time of our lives. I don't know. Yes, it is. I've oh, had the time of my life. Well, that's what I said. No, that's not what you said. Okay. You say Aiden gets you the said point. Time of your life, which is like the Green Day song. Artist. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. It was Bill Medley, one of the Righteous Brothers. Oh, okay. Next question. I heard Downton in it, though. Uh, yeah, I didn't buzz in because I couldn't hear the song. <laughs> he pressed Love the button. Stinks. Nope. Okay. He pressed the button as soon as you pressed the button. I know. No, it's not power. Uh, power of love. Power. Lo- I'll give you him. Power of love's not in this. Okay, darn it. <laughs> no matter how much you want to play, it, I will continue to play. I don't know. I'm ashamed you haven't gotten it yet, Mitch. Yes. View to kill. Yes, it's a view to a kill. <laughs> I've never seen that movie. The 1985 James Bond movie? Yeah. Oh, well, I've seen it, but I don't, See? I don't... Hayden, you get the point for A View to a Kill? I don't remember. Movie? View to Kill? A View to a Kill. That's the double. And Artist. Okay. I want to say... Uh, is it Guns N' Roses? It is not. I don't know. Guns N' Roses for a James Bond film? They did do a James Bond film. Oh. But it is no, it's not Guns N' Roses, but over to Mitch. I have no idea. Okay. Um... We don't have time to ponder for five minutes. Why not? I'll give you, I'll, I'll name two songs that, that are very popular that this group has done. Hungry Like the Wolf and Rio. I don't know. I don't know. Duran Duran. Oh. You know, never mind. <laughs> Which I believe was named from Dune, right? I don't know. It's a character from Dune. I don't know. Okay. Next question. Is this Blues Brothers? Nope. The movie's Grease. The movie is Grease. You better give up. Nope. I might have seen Grease once when I was in school. (laughs) This movie used to be on like all the time. You better shape up. No. I mean, they do. They do say it eventually. Or have they said it already? I got chills. Nope. But we're just gonna keep listening to Olivia Newton-John. All right, Keith. You're the one that I love. (laughs) I heard Mitch. You're the one that I love. Nope. I don't know. One that I love. Nope. Okay, then I, I don't. You're the one. You guys are getting there. One that I love. Nope. Do, 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 honey. <laughs> Anyways, next one. It's you're the one that I want. Want. Oh. Oh, okay. Whatever. And shockingly, neither of you went for the points for who sings it. I don't know who sang it. I, mean, I, know, I know who sings it, but I don't know who wrote it. That's what I'm asking. It was, it would have been John Travolta or oh, Olivia okay. and John would have been acceptable. Some of the best ones are from the 80s. Up, you 
Is it called Writing on the Wall? No. Oh, okay. Good guesses. Eighties, Schumacher. Doesn't narrow it down for me. <laughs> Batman. No. Eighties. <laughs> I don't know. Play the game. Nope. <laughs> Brat Pack. Is it really? Sixteen Candles. No. That's Breakfast Club. Nope. I don't know. I don't know either. I think you should listen intently for the next several words. I was trying, but... <laughs> I just didn't want him to listen. <laughs> the Wolverines. No. That's Red Dawn. Higher and higher. I don't know. Literally just said the name of the movie. I can Signals argue. of Fire? No. Okay. Set we'll this on fire. St. Elmo's Fire. St. Elmo's Fire. I don't know. You guys didn't see it? No. All right. I was born in 87. I was born in 88. <laughs> well, the movie's like two years old. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Power of Love. <laughs> Breakfast Club. Breakfast Club is the movie, Breakfast Mitch. Club. Song. I don't know the name of the song. Artist. Is that Huey Lewis? No, it's not Huey Lewis. Don't you forget about me. As I buzzed in. (laughs) Mitch. (laughs) Don't you forget about me. Yes. I love how I buzz in and then he answers. <laughs> he just shouts. Just like Tom. Guess on the artist. I don't know. Nah. Okay. I couldn't tell you. Simple Minds. Oh, yeah. Next question. <laughs> Young Guns? Yes! This is from Young Guns. Okay. Good luck. <laughs> That's something I would have watched and I don't remember. Uh, Technically Young Guns 2, but I'll give it to you. Young Guns 2, okay. And then... Uh, I don't know. I'll play more. I mean, you can. <laughs> I, I don't, it's not going to make a difference if he doesn't know. I mean, I'm hoping this will prick one of your ears and you'll... Recognize the artist and or hearing this on every classic rock station all the damn time. Guns and Roses. Nope, not Guns and Roses. Bon Jovi. Yes, it is Bon Jovi. I'm excited. It's one of those two who sings it, but I couldn't tell you the name of the song. I don't know. Will, is this song called I'm a Catboy? No, but I will skip ahead just a touch. Something outlaw. In the earth was last night's bed. I don't know where I'm going. Only God knows where I've been. I'm a devil. 
isn't. You're pausing just so Mitch can't answer. Exactly. <laughs> Deduct one point. Something outlaw, isn't it? Blaze of Glory. I didn't hear a buzzer. Blaze of Glory. Yes, it is Blaze of Glory. Good job, Hayden. Using those listening skills. This is probably going to be my favorite one. I heard this song. Um, crap. Go ahead. We make this joke quite a bit. I know. (laughs) (laughs) The light bulbs I watched go off (laughs) in your faces. (laughs) Mitch. Oh, come on. Flash Gordon. It's Flash. Yeah. And the song's called Flash. Yep. Uh, And it's by Queen. Yes. Mitch with a three-piece combo. Catching up. Only now down by two. We got here. I was like, I was listening to this song. I, was like, I know I heard it. Savior of the universe. It's the stupidest. But it's like the best open. Flash. Mitch, I hear you. That is the from the movie The Little Mermaid. It's called Under the Sea. Yes. I don't know who sings it. Hayden. The guy that plays the lobster. There's a crab, actually. Sebastian the Crab. Not Sebastian <laughs> the Crab. Lobster? Uh, Howard Shore. No. <laughs> Howard Stern! I was thinking of <laughs> illiterate. You know. Howard from Big Bang Theory. Any Howard will do. <laughs> Howard uh, Hughes. I don't know. Uh, it's Samuel E. Wright. Uh, okay. That was my next guess. <laughs> I'm trying to spread it out. I'm trying to get a little Disney in there. Oh, thanks, Tom. Because you guys know more about Disney than I do, as is evident. Everybody Wants to Be a Cat. It is Everybody Wants to Be a Cat. And the movie is Aristocats. It's the Aristocats. And I don't know, Louis Armstrong does the song. I don't no, know. I don't expect that. <laughs> this was, these are like where like those crazy bonus points could really come in yeah. with some of these. But it was Scatman Crothers. Oh, well. Who did Everybody Wants to Be a Cat. Get a little boop Doodle dee. The sound of this does not fit the movie it was in. Oh. It's uh, Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. Yes, it is Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. By wow. Tina Turner. It is by Tina Turner. Wow. And I forgot the name of the song. Thunderdome. No. No. <laughs> Something beautiful or quiet or... I don't know. No. Okay. In the interest of time, I'll just say it was, we don't need another hero. Okay. Oh. But yes, I need a hero. When you said it doesn't match the movie, I was like, I remember hearing that one. Because like, you look like, it's like teens, and you're just like, it's from Mad Max. <laughs> <laughs> Space Jam. Yes, that is Jeez. Space Jam. I believe I can fly. It is, I believe I can fly. By R. Kelly. Yep. <laughs> Mitch taking the lead for the first time. (laughs) 
song is I Can Only Love You. No. No? Okay. No. The song is Everything I Do. It is Everything I Do. Yes. Um, is it from... Can't buy me love. Nope. No. Okay. Horrible movie. <laughs> From uh, featuring great actors. This movie is horrible. Oh yeah, I hate this movie. But the acting or the actors themselves, like they shouldn't have put up this crap. I don't know the rest of it though. I don't know. I um, very prominent names and a really bad faked English accent. I still don't know. I That's don't later know. lampooned in Men in Tights. Oh, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Yes, it is Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Oh, okay. Okay, and the is it Brian May? No, very close. Not Brian May. I have no idea. Last guess, Hayden. Three. Guns and Roses. <laughs> <laughs> what a uh, doubt. Go to Guns Brian Adams. Oh, Brian Adams. Okay. Yeah, there you go. The hint was very close with Brian. <laughs> the Graduate. That is the name of the movie. Oh. Mrs. Jackson. No. No. Oh. Mrs. Robinson. Mrs. Mrs. Robinson. And the singer. Can I guess? Can I guess? I got half of it. Can I guess? Hang on. He's he's is, he's got the question, right? Uh, Three. I don't know. Two. Oh, Simon no. and Garfunkel. It is no, Simon I'm and Garfunkel. <laughs> I knew it was Mrs. Robinson, and I, for some reason I said Mrs. Jackson. Yeah. Sorry, Sorry Miss Jackson. <laughs> I heard, oh, yeah. I the tiger. It is Eye of the Tiger, Mitch. That is one point. And Rocky Three. Rocky Three is definitely correct. Um, I forgot who sings it. The hint is actually in this room right now. Phil Collins. <laughs> Phil Collins, oh, <laughs> Phil, what are you doing back there? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Aiden would actually be the first one to be able to see it if he was smart. Uh, I if I was smart. I guess I'm dumb. Hayden, I'm going to give you four seconds. Sur- survivors? It survivors. is Survivor. Because oh. I have vital okay. signs to albums yeah. right there. Not from Rocky, though. Well done. Next question. Power of Love. No. <laughs> I, I don't know. Can we... Uh, I'm just not, it's not what I thought it was. Never mind. I know I've seen this, but I'm trying to place. Ninja Life? Ninja Life? No. Is that what from said? Top Gun? Yes, it is Top Gun. Okay. That's not Danger Zone, is it? No, it's not Danger okay. Zone. Separate song that was written for this movie. I don't know who sings it, though. I don't remember. Uh, low-priced hoodwinks. Okay. It, no, that's not the name of oh. the band. That's the hint. <laughs> oh. Well, that doesn't, doesn't help me, because I don't know what that means. Mm-hmm. Low-priced hoodwinks. Like Misfits? No. I don't know. Cheap trick. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. Name of the song? I don't know. All right, well, it's Mighty Wings. Good job, Mitch, on getting Top Gun. This is an old one. 
Wizard of Oz. It is the Wizard of Oz. Okay. Somewhere over the rainbow. Yes, it is somewhere over the rainbow. Judy Garland. Yes. Good job, Hayden. Thank you. Hayden closing within one. That was the last question, right? (laughs) No, there is still one, two, three, four, five. You know this isn't going to fit on our Planet X network, right? Just cut it up into two episodes. Terrible. This should be a quick one. Team America is the name of the movie. Uh, yep. I've never seen this movie. <laughs> is the song America? F yeah. <laughs> it is America. By Trey Parker? No. Redstone? Uh, uh, you get the points for the movie and for the song. The group, Mitch, if you know, is Geek Music. Okay. Well, well done, Hayden. Hayden now taking the lead by one. I heard the oh yeah. Top Gun. That's Top Gun. Danger Zone. Danger Zone. A cheap trick. No. No. This I, dude is literally the king of 80s TV <laughs> movie songs. Again, I was born in 1987, Tom. Not like the 1400s like you were. <laughs> <clears throat> I, I, Michael Bolton. <laughs> <laughs> no, not, not Michael Bolton, Hayden. Bon Jovi. I don't know. No. <sighs> uh... Brian Adams? No. Brian May? No. Any of the other Brian? <laughs> Life of Brian? Anybody? That is Kenny Loggins. Ah, okay. And that was Danger Zone. When you were young. The Beatles? No. Oh. Sorry. Uh, it is. Uh, that is. A man? Yes. Um. <laughs> Who did a thing for a film? Mitch. Paul McCartney. Yes, it is Paul McCartney. Darn it. At least come on, give me a point. Yes. I don't know what it's from, though. But it's from, um, it's from, I don't want to say the thing that I stuck in my head because I'm going to give you a clue. Oh, The Wrestler. No. 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 Okay. Uh, he does a song for that, too. So. Don't don't play it yet. <laughs> don't play it. Let him just sit no. there and figure Let it out. Let him work through his mind and figure it out. I will play. I got it in my head. I just can't get to the... You got the chorus in your head. Light bulbs in three, two, one. Live and let die. Yes! (laughs) Live and let die. The movie. Live and Let Die. Yes, the movie's <laughs> Live and Let Die. I didn't know there was a movie Thank called Thank you for that. the free point, Mitch. That was also a Bond movie, Mitch. Oh, okay. I don't remember. I was trying to get, I was just trying to get through the Bond movies. Was it Brother Bear? No. Oh. Tarzan. Yes. Okay. That's Phil Collins. That is Phil Collins. And Son of Man? No. I don't know. Um You'll be in my heart? Yes. Okay. Wow. Hayden taking the lead now by one. It is hang on, what is it? 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. 31 wait, wait, wait. to 30. Count that again? Five, ten, fifteen. Shit, that's only three. Oh, oh! 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 <laughs> Tom said the bad word. 
<laughs> we'll save the hot sauce special for the next episode. Yeah. <laughs> That's not fair. You got me on technicality. <laughs> Power of love. <laughs> no. I tapped on accident. Uh, heat of the night? Nope. Okay. I wonder how many people are just like punching their like, <laughs> like steering wheel. Sure, just going downstairs. I'm sure people who are in their 50s are losing their minds right now. The heat is on. Yes, it okay. is. The heat oh. is on. I don't know the movie, and I don't know the artist. The movie Heat. I don't know. No, it's not from the movie Heat. This is way too upbeat to be from the movie I, Heat. I don't know. Roadhouse. No. <laughs> that is The Heat is On by Glenn Fry from the Eagles. And the movie was Beverly Hills Cop. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is a recent. A Star is Born. That is the name of the film. It's called Shallow. Yes. By Lady Gaga. Yes. Darn it, Mitch. I Mitch hate your face three. so much. Good job, Mitch. Two questions left. You don't know. I do know. What is it then? Okay, it is from the movie Armageddon. Yes, thank Shocking. you. And is um, uh, well, it, it's Aerosmith. It is Aerosmith, and the song is. I don't want to close my eyes. No. I don't want to fall asleep. No, because I miss you, baby. No, I don't want to miss a thing. Yes, <laughs> damn it! I, as he just blurts out, doesn't give anybody else a chance. Yeah, shouting. I don't want to miss a thing by Aerosmith. Scandalous. <laughs> the last question: Are you ready? Yes. Scotty doesn't know. <laughs> In Euro Trip. Yeah. By. So let me ask you I a question. Remember. Uh, by by Matt Damon. No, he's, he's not the one. That, he's the one that sings it in the movie. He's let not so let me ask you a question: How many of these did you give to Mitch? None. I gave none of these to him. Uh huh. I I, honestly, I fully expected Into the West by Lord for Lord of the Rings: Return of the King to be in here, and it wasn't. That's for Thomas's trivia. Uh huh. All right. No, none of these were given to Mitch. There was no chicanery, I tomfoolery. Can, I can show you the list that I made of movies. Okay, <laughs> I don't know what, what's the who did this this one, Mitch. I, I don't it's know a song group called Lustra. Oh, okay. oh, yeah, that doesn't. Yeah, I remember that now. Lustra, and that concludes. Let's tally it up. Let's see, Mitch, with five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five, thirty, thirty-five. Hayden with five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five, thirty, thirty-three. Stupid. Mitch has defeated Hayden on the field of battle. I made my own list of songs and half of them weren't in it. Shut up, give me your I Google a lot of these and these are like Shut the ones that kept popping up. 
I have to pull a Tom. I was not prepared because it, it was sound trivia. I thought I was gonna lose. Hayden hears like the wind like blow through some grass and just goes like, "Huh, that sounds like this." <laughs> All right, go ahead. Hold on, hold on. I'm looking up. Well, you didn't expect the wind. I honestly no. Hmm. Talk amongst <laughs> yourselves. <laughs> oh, oh okay. come on, Mitch. It's been an hour and a half. Like it matters now. I didn't realize that 30 questions would go by. Like, would take this long. Stupid 80s music. The worst decade of music. It's the, one of the best. No. Decades. You take that back. Dumb. Mitch, punish him twice. <laughs> Everything sounds like the power of love. <laughs> I don't get how you can't differentiate between 80 songs. <laughs> they all sound the same. It's. It's like saxophone and like heavy opening guitar riffs and synth wave music and screamy. Eh! <laughs> Everybody sounds like, you know. Constipated. Yeah. Everybody's singing All from right, the you toilet. Have to, you have to play Telling Lies. Okay. Oh, he has to play a game? Wow, we haven't done a game one in a long time. Telling long Lies, time. it should be on Game Pass. Okay. All right, well, that concludes this episode of Entertain This. We hope you enjoyed it, and we'll be back Thursday. I chose telling lies just so he has to stop playing Starfield to play the game. You watch, watch me not do it. Yeah. I'll take That's another okay. punishment. I will take more for the team. <laughs> On that note, I'm Tom. That was I hate you guys and Mitch. Hey, <laughs> and we'll see you next week. Goodbye. He shows up late. Sure, exactly what and I meant. Does to do. whatever. The oh, wizard! Never late.